All right. Welcome to the Great Snake Audio Literature Series, brought to you by Channel the Sun. Experimenting always with the way we create, express, and share stories. As usual, this episode is produced by Kevin Grossman and hosted by me, Taylor Cox. Tonight is Chapter 4, A Mosquito Wisdom. Wow. Number four already. Getting up there. (laughs) I forget exactly what the story was that Zach shared with me um, about his logic of what the mosquito's presence is in our lives right now, but he called me when I was on vacation and said something about mosquitoes and how they can be our masters and how, you know, we are the, I guess, the role player for the mosquitoes and they're the masters. Kind of a joke to like think about that, like the most smallest insecty nuisance creature is actually in charge and we're all just the puppets for some in some way. It reminds me of that film where uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy where the dolphins actually rule the world and we're just the pawns. They're like controlling the world from under the ocean. It's kind of funny. So I remembered a uh, personal vendetta that I had with mosquitoes when Zach mentioned these pesky insects to me and I he wanted me to write something. So I said, I don't want to write anything small. I want to write a great snake episode about mosquitoes. So I did. So here we go. Chapter four, a mosquito wisdom. Once upon a time, I walked 2000 miles through trees and mountains, hot, dark, and shiny. The trail seemed endless. Every morning when I woke up, I was in a type of pain. Rise, do it again. Set forth on your journey. This is the voice that was inside of me every morning. To me, there was no other choice but to keep waking up and to keep hiking and to try to finish this 2,000 mile journey because I had committed, you know, my time and a lot of my life to fulfilling this dream of mine to hike this 2,000 plus mile trail, Pacific Crest Trail. Um, So quitting was definitely a no. The days of feeling happy and the days of feeling something on the darker side of the spectrum were pretty equal when I was out there. No particular event ever setting off one emotion from the other. You know, waking up every morning, some days I'd be happy, some days I'd be sad, and there was no particular reason why I would feel happy or sad one morning. It was just, you know how it goes. You wake up one morning and the sun is just different. The day is just different. And some days you wake up and the sun feels right, some days it doesn't. Different stars. Spinning me in twisted emotions and outside of my comprehension. Why? Maybe it has something to do with the water inside of my head dancing to the moon pull and making my introspection dance in the multiple acts of feeling songs, quiet songs, for me alone. Peace. 
So what is peace? I like to think of peace as moments of suspension. They cannot last though, you know, these feelings of suspension. They don't last forever. How could they? Gravity exists, right? Nothing just simply breaks the rules. We must learn to shoot the river. We must learn to skim the great waves. We cannot toy with the principles. We can surf, we can fly, but we can't actually fly. We have space to, we have space to push the envelope of these rules, but we cannot break the rules. Peace while hiking on this trail was not what you would imagine. Do you think 2,000 miles on foot is a vacation? What's a vacation? A break from the routine. That's what a vacation is. So if that's the case, then yes, the trip started as a vacation. But after the first month of getting up every morning, packing up a camp, wet, tired, heavy backpack on my shoulders, the trail became in itself a routine. So in turn, it was no longer a vacation. It was work. There is peace to be found in the work still. Once the work is done, or if you find yourself in a flow state, that's a funny thing, finding flow, peace in hard work. All sound around you can quiet when you find this flow in the work. And the rush of magic kind of whips past your ears like seashells. In this place, our thoughts race in a harmonious pods like car racers circling a track at 200 miles per hour. It's a symphony when you find your flow while you're working hard. And it's in those moments, it is my theory, that our biological clock may turn backwards and that we age backwards. It really is that kind of a special happening when we find flow while working that hard. Metaphors are very useful and they're poetic. So for that sake, let's imagine the trail as the metaphor for life. If that's the case, what are mosquitoes in that equation, right? What can a mosquito offer in our life. If life is the long and winding trail, and on a trail mosquitoes are inevitable, what is their real life metaphor? My friend told me while we were hiking, mosquitoes serve no purpose in the world. I wish they would all disappear, he angrily said while we were hiking in the humid 90 degree uphill Yosemite mountain range. It was one of the most miserable days of my life. We got lost a half dozen times, hiking over an extra 10 miles that day to get to our camp that night. It was sticky hot, and these pesky mosquito critters were buzzing around our necks and ankles, stinging us without bias. Well, they liked him a little more than me. Must have been his blood type. So what can we learn from this relationship, nature, and life? How do we find the diamond in the rough when you're hiking and you're being bitten by mosquitoes? What is the diplomatic solution? Or better yet, 
if they drive us mad, the mosquitoes, what can we hang our minds on to stay sane in these moments? Can we find that suspension of peace in the attack of the mosquitoes? Can we catch the ride of symphonic rush? And can we find purpose for their existence? A mosquito can be our greatest teacher. Why, you ask? For the simple reason that their destiny is to make our lives difficult. Overcoming this such adversity sounds to me like an ultimate challenge. The kind of challenge that only a brand new perspective can overcome. Only a new pair of eyes and approach to life will give you the tools to unlock this puzzle. What would my hike have been like that day without those pesky bugs? Much easier, that's for sure. But is easy what we want? Do we want life to be easy? I tell anyone who asks me, my greatest lesson learned while hiking that 2,000-mile trail came in the form of hindsight wisdom. I learned from that trail that nothing is what you expect it to be when you set out to do it. Not even a vacation. I went into that adventure thinking that it was going to be a fun, adrenaline rush, mixed with contemplative, peaceful moments and never-ending surplus of unforgettable moments in nature. Nope. It was damn hard work. And I forget so much about it. The peace I felt was not the Buddha peace you get while meditating. I found peace in the chaotic times. When I was working like a plow horse, scaling mountains, rushed, breath, and painting, panting fire. Sweating red-hot trickles and blisters screaming. There's peace there too. Just a little more spicy. When I finished that journey... I learned that in life, there are more variables to account for than we would like to prepare for. Variables like mosquitoes. And newsflash, there will always be mosquitoes buzzing in your ear and biting your ankles while you hike through life. These stressors don't care if you're already having a hard time. The stinging variables that fly in during the camelback break hours, they don't care about your thresholds. My friend and I were almost out of the woods on this really bad, hot, sweaty day I was speaking about. And pretty soon, once we got to our camp, we'd be out of the mosquitoes. So I knew in the back of my mind that it wasn't going to be too much longer before we could relax. Just as in life, these variables of stress are not something that lasts forever. We get breaks from them, and we do find relief. So when these moments... While we were hiking through the green meadow, my friend, he fell into a stream while we were crossing a tree bridge over this little trickling brook. He stood up and cursed the world. It was the most angry I'd seen him in months. I helped him up, and soon, because we weren't walking, we got swarmed by the mosquitoes. In that moment, we were at our lowest low. We were covered in mud. We were sweating. We were burnt sore, dehydrated. We had scathed scratch marks from, from where we fell and had to bushwhack through weeds, bleeding. It was burning. Bugs were just feasting on that. 
And we laughed. We started walking again and we just laughed. We knew that we were almost home free. Over the tipping point, that's all it took. We had to get pushed over the tipping point, into the chaos. We had the faith that better times were ahead. And sometimes in our life, all we need is the thought of home to make us believe in laughter. The thought that things around the corner are going to be good. And sometimes even if they're not, just that thought alone, it's good to fantasize about that. Because, hey, inspiration's inspiration, right? Without the mosquitoes, that campsite that night and that hot meal, it would have lost its sweetness. Without the hardship, finish lines all over the world would disappear. Stars that we wish upon would fade away. And our perseverance would dullen. Never sharp enough to break through our personal spirit walls. Amen to the mosquitoes. You've taught me hindsight, and you've set me free. The end. Thank you for listening, and we will see you back next time. Peace.